Advisees, welcome hey, to advisees. episode 69. Ooh, look at that six right up next to that nine. Ooh, they're getting look all up the, in each other's business. Ooh, the <laughs> line next to the hole. What are you going to do with that? Uh. Uh. So that brings us to our topic for today, which is all questions about 69 or oral sex. And mm-hmm. we are getting deep and down and dirty with you guys and we can't wait when do you think was was the first time that somebody noticed that the the line the tail on the mm. nine looked like a tongue and that the tail on the six looks like a tongue and then the circles look like buttholes <laughs> i was today years old i it's never been my interpretation <laughs> that was, you just noticed <laughs> i didn't that's not what i thought it was i thought it was the bodies i thought it was like a head and the rest of their body right. describe to me the anatomy of the six and the nine okay there's a okay the, i was start imagining because it's okay. the first one no i got you but like i was imagining this the, an immediate rectangle around the six not the six and the nine as like as if you were looking down at a bed from a bird's eye view and it's like the people's bodies okay. curled into one another with their heads in each other's like nooks or crannies. They're both just gnawing on each other's feet? No, they're like, their heads are inward towards like, I mean, sixes and nines don't don't have genitals. There's not much that, that much detail to them. But like, I imagine somewhere between the head and the end of the tail is the genitals. So like the heads are curled inwards towards that like that little nook the number nook you know Hmm. what i mean i'm i i i the heads are curled inwards towards the number nook okay so yeah it's like the nook of the number where the circle goes inward into the line but also it's as if your body is like as if you're lying on your side on a bed you know and you're curled inward um, okay. I mean, that's not really like generally how 69ing goes, but in my experience, like usually it's, so, you're not lying side by side. You're like on top of each other. Normally woman on top. Right. That's I've done it the other way. Too. I've done the other way. <laughs> I think I've done the other way, but I think the mechanics are harder to get. It'd be more neck craning because the forehead would have to pass below the buttocks for there to be any tongue to to clit contact right Mm. for the man then he's like he's got to be below the surface that she's resting on somehow so maybe there's a gap in between a a bed and an ottoman that he could stuff the that part of his head i see what you're saying okay yeah 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 i see what you're saying i see what you're saying i think it's i think the optimal 69 position just to cover the basics at the start of this episode yeah yeah i think that's important Woman on top, knees near his shoulders, and man laying on his back. Sure. Yeah. Now, that's just for boy-girl configurations. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you do. I was going to say, what do we know about not that? Some other coupling. (laughs) I don't know. The two of us are cisgender heterosexuals, so Mm -hmm. we are not well-versed in the other sexual narratives and entanglements that are explored Mm-mm. and enjoyed by folks mm-hmm. of other orientations. So that is a weak spot of ours. Um, 
But if you're listening to this and that describes you and you feel like probably educating us, please do. But yeah. you're certainly not obligated to do that. Um, I, I imagine side woman to woman becomes more appealing well. then. You probably want to be on your sides more than in the like upside down spooning position. Yeah. I think on your side is pretty nice. I mean, it feels com- like it would be pretty comfortable. You know, you're just like giving a casual mm-hmm. blow job in the fetal position. That's feels right, right at home. <laughs> like you're in the womb. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. how you give blow jobs in the womb. <laughs> Basically, 69 is better the more penises there are. Because I think two guys can line themselves up however they want. Why but don't two women... wait a minute? I don't know about that. I think it's easier when there's less penises. I think less penises it's... always makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. the The penis is just easier to access. It's it's mm. not as hidden. It's more out there, especially oh, the larger it is. And then you have more room for your head to be any angle around it. Um, whereas you have the, the legs to think about and the surface that the person is resting on to think about if you're trying to get your mouth on a vulva. So you could have the person's one leg on top of your shoulder, you know, so that that creates a space, like creates a space between the legs where you exist. If you were on your side, mm. if one was on their side, um, yeah, I don't necessarily need my legs to be like that far. I don't know how spacious the arena has to be in order for the gladiator to arrive, you know? You like pretty tight together? <laughs> I'm just saying. Legs? <laughs> I'm not saying my legs are kind like clenched shut, like don't come in. But like I am saying. I Maybe just shoulder width apart. You don't need that much access to like get in there enough. Sure. Sure. That's just what I'm saying. Um yeah. Do we need to do anything else orientation wise as far as uh, as far as letting people know what 69ing is? Any any other like oral sex basics before we get into no, I, more specifics? I think people get it. I think people sometimes the term might be used as a, a turn based thing, some degree of like non simultaneous action mm. where it's you'll go down on each other, but. Somebody goes first and the second person goes second. Yeah. Which um, truthfully I prefer. We'll get into this when we sure. address one of the questions today. Or some type of a hybrid where you stay in that position of both people's heads in each other's laps. One person does a couple strokes and then the other person does a couple strokes and you kind of like tag team back and forth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like tennis. The tennis model as that it shall fun. be known from now on. I would love to do that. Okay, well, I might suggest that you try that then if you have always found yourself in the anti-simultaneous camp. There's kind of a... Yeah. You could then shorten the amount of time in between. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, it's like a conversation. It's like... And then the owner's like... Right. Yes. Perfect, perfect. So do you have any questions that you want to ask or... Should we? Ooh, maybe we should make our announcement first. Probably. We let's probably let's first. tell the people. Uh, tell the announcement. Tell the people what they need to hear. So yeah, um, part of our acknowledgement and celebration of reaching our 69th episode is mm-hmm. that Rob and I are reevaluating how we want to bring ourselves to performing and to putting out content um, mm-hmm. for you guys and for future guys that aren't you. Um, and just rethinking what are the things that we enjoy and we are 
going to be taking a break from the podcasting format for an undetermined amount of time, taking a break. Mm -hmm. And we are going to put our little noggins together and come up with something (laughs) that we're going to be really excited about doing for you Mm -hmm. and for us and something that will give us new, a new format to play with and will hopefully, uh, spark a little bit more of our creativity and playfulness and fun and get you guys more involved as well. So we're, we're brainstorming right now what that would look like content wise and format wise, but we're really excited to just give ourselves the the creative freedom really to like step back from this container and go, mm-hmm. what's next for us? We kind of reconfigure some of the pieces that we already have that you yeah. know and love and think about how do you retool them? How do you present them in a new light? So stay tuned. We'll yeah. make sure to make an announcement on this channel and others whenever we have that figured out. Yeah. And if you are uh, someone who has thoughts about what you would like to see or hear or smell from us, please mm-hmm. let us know um, either by writing free advice podcast at gmail.com or just contacting us personally. We would love for your feedback on what you what you want from us as it and let it shape you know the the artists and the performers that we're becoming guys we're all yes. evolving <laughs> it's the email address live. is not going anywhere <laughs> just the expectation that wednesdays at 3 a.m eastern time there will be an episode upload yeah if you have That's that expectation somewhere. going into next week you are preparing for a disappointment <laughs> i suggest you just start over at the beginning yes. just go back to episode one yeah I do that with my favorite podcasts. Um, And it's always so funny to be like, oh, wow. Like I I've been uh, going back to older episodes of my favorite murder because I've now so thoroughly caught up and just looking at like, wow, how much their format has changed and grown and evolved and how much they've kind of come into themselves throughout the process. And Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in the ways that artists evolve. And um, I'm excited to count myself among that subgroup and allow myself to do the same and like acknowledge the ways that I've changed and my goals have changed since we started this creative project. And like also to acknowledge how much we've grown together and experienced together and be like, Oh cool. We really like checked that box. And now we want to take a step back and see what other boxes we want to check. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. So we'll see you on the flip side of this, <laughs> but there's still more yes. episode right now. <laughs> That's right. So starting right now with Rob, do you have any calls for advice for me? Uh, yeah, I have a, a request Perfect. for some advice. Love I've it. been trying to follow this program called The Artist's Way. This yes. lady, Julia Cameron, is demanding all these things from me from 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> She's asking me to do a lot of shit every week, and I have time on my hands because of this quarantine situation, so I'm trying to make something of it and, and learn something, do some type of spiritual, artistic, and creative growth, right? Yeah, so one yeah. Of the, yeah, I, I think that's a – people get that. There's other people who find themselves in that situation. Yeah, I was just going to um, say, like, if you are someone who hasn't read this book yet and you are an artist at any level and you're trying to uh, – develop a relationship with your creativity i highly recommend the artist way i uh i'm gonna reserve my recommendation just because i am not done with it i'm only four of the 12 weeks through and uh 
I'm finding a need to modify some of it for there might be like a quarantine specific uh, version of of this type of uh, program, something that's tailored for the current moment in time. And I'm finding that I have to do some of the alterations myself um, to like account for the Internet account for. Yeah, it is. I I suppose it is. Um, (laughs) But one of the things that I've had to modify or struggled with is there's a um, she asks you to do two things every week, which is morning pages, writing three pages as soon as you wake up before you get any other kind of input. Um, that's been going pretty well. Some days I check my phone first, but generally I try not to. The other is an artist date, which is um, taking yourself somewhere, treating yourself to something that's pre-planned, that's just you, that is supposed to like fill your creative well, put ideas in your head that you want to play with, that you are you could be inspired by to create something else or to, you know, make something with, like collect raw materials in a sense. Um, I imagined that would be something like going to a museum or a uh, live performance of some sort um, in the past. But now that those things aren't happening, at least in Los Angeles, what can I do for my artist date? Okay. Thank you so much for asking this question. I have a lot to say about it. (laughs) Okay. Um, I love the practice of taking yourself on a date as an artist or a regular non-artistic person. I think we're all artists, but you know, whatever. So um, I'm always thinking about how can I just kind of push the envelope outside of what are the things that are my regular routine and just get myself to see freshness and novelty Mm -hmm. and challenge my existing perspectives. And so to me, that's always like the overarching goal. And so I think that like quarantine or no quarantine, this is something that's hard to do. Um, it's hard to try to be something other than like what you are and kind of push the boundaries of that, especially Mm -hmm. with quarantine. That's obviously underscored because it's like you are in such a routine and there are such limited things that you can do. And then around that, that's sort of the fear of like, we're all just used to being anxious about doing new things right now. Um, Mm -hmm. so The silver lining of that, though, I think, is that, like, it forces you to think, okay, what are simple ways that I can have that experience? Um, So even if you take the same walk that you always take, like, around your neighborhood, maybe you ask yourself a question of, like, how can I experience trees differently on this walk? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. just give yourself some kind of, like, guiding thought or principle or way of interacting that is more playful or or like challenges your normal perspective like taking on the perspective of a tree for example um sometimes approaching things like a child can be really really helpful for getting into a more artistic or more creative frame of mind so i've had that happen some this week oh good so i got a foster dog last week and taking her for walks has made me evaluate the smells of things a lot more because she's very she's a big sniffer. And every time that I see a stain now, I'm much like I would just walk around them or not even notice. Oh, yeah. there's like something spilled on the sidewalk. Now I'm like, oh, that one's dog urine. That one's soda. <laughs> That's like I'm thinking about the way that things smell. If I were to put my nose yeah, right up next them? to this thing. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm a human and also COVID and all that. But the dog doesn't oh, yeah. know about COVID. So. Right. Um, right. 
I mean, yeah. It's just gross. Even if it wasn't COVID, I'm not getting on the ground and sniffing dog puddles of piss. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect though because you're. It allows you to. Uh, she allows you to take someone else's mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. Um, which is so perfect. I figured uh, if I brought her along, it didn't count. That I wasn't really a solo date because then I'm. I think it totally counts. I mean, I think you should do you. You should still do both. Like you should still go out only only following your own nose in terms of like the whims that you chase versus like being pulled by hers um but yeah like one of the things that i learned trying to do the artist dates myself is like yes you can sort of plan something that you're excited about and go do that specific thing and you know enjoy it and it's great but i think some of it is also just allowing yourself like unstructured playtime Mm-hmm. Um, going out into nature with that framework of like, I'm going to turn it whatever street. I just feel like it. There's no destination. It's like this, this hyper presence, but you're bringing a frame of mind to it that is particularly playful. And I think the more spaciousness you have internally, if that makes sense, like the more openness you have the mm-hmm. more you're flexible to like what you might find the more that you let new things in like the more that mm-hmm. different things that where you're not having certain judgments where you block certain things out like having a judgment about something having an idea about how something's going to be an expectation a schema for how the world works is like walking out of your door with like a partial blindfold on and the more that you can right. like strip that away and unobstruct the the narrowness that your view kind of just finds over time as you interact with the world and you tune out information that's not necessary to that like it yeah it's just anything that like can allow you to take that off um, okay but do you have any tips for making more internal space mm, yes i did lots of tips <laughs> okay <laughs> expression self expression like okay. the more that you can express out of you, the less is taking up space in you. So one thing, well, one thing you can do is, is clear your external space, declutter things and actually mm-hmm. make your environment more spacious and less busy. But you can also scream or sing or dance or talk to your pet and just get things, expel things out of your body until you get to a state of just like rest and you have no not that you have no more to say, because I personally never reach that point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that you've kind of cleared the channel and then new things can can flow in versus being kind of stocked up with like, oh, well, so-and-so said this to me. And like, I'm thinking about this interaction I had or like, oh, I, I know these are the chores I have to do. Sure. And, yeah. I think that's the idea of the morning pages is to... Yeah. Uh, empty out like your your out channel so that you have more room to take things in um so that you you're set up basically to have that space for the artist state to to nourish you to have the input effect yeah so you could i mean you could set it up something like a scavenger hunt i your question was like to <laughs> for me to give you like tangible suggestions and i'm like create yeah, some yeah. internal space in your heart <laughs> that's <laughs> like, fine uh, what the fuck does that you didn't mean say it like that you didn't say it like that you said no, it like normal. i didn't i like to make fun of myself good, though. good like a sweetie like a, oh thanks 
So um, like a real sweetie. <laughs> Real sweet gal seemed like was saying that to me. Well, this sweet gal's got another, another suggestion. Okay. Um, What's that? Good question. What was it? Um, oh, yeah. So you could have sort of like a scavenger hunt in mind or you could. Um, ooh. Okay. You could think of your favorite like fantasy place, like either a setting on a show or um, okay. something that you invent in your mind. And then go to a place that's the most like that or go to a place that's the most different from that. Mm, Okay. And explore why that is. Cool. Yeah. And then you design a special hat that or costume (laughs) that (laughs) that reflects that place and you and you wear it there. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of uh, cliffs and jagged rocks. Mm. So maybe like an angle, angular newspaper hat. I know a spot in Topanga. <laughs> uh, yeah, at a newspaper. Where do I find newspaper? <laughs> maybe like a coupon book hat. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you can't can't give up on those deals. <laughs> you never know when you may need to be armed with a 15% off. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, now I feel like I should return the favor. Do you have any advice you want to ask me for? I do. Okay, and what's that? Mine is going to lead us right into the topic of oral sex. Whoa. Whoa. How, how extremely personal and vulnerable of you. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything about me, it's that that's the energy I'm bringing always. Yeah. Just raw. <laughs> Just raw dogging <laughs> life. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, speaking of raw dogging life and oral sex, um, so this is not an experience that I've had recently, um, but it's one that I've had just a a handful of times um, where I am hooking up with someone and it's time to bring my mouth to the area of their body that has been covered by pants for some amount of time and you know it's really up to them how recently they've taken those pants off and washed right so and also up to them how carefully they wash and what is the configuration of the penis like just different ones have different you whether know? they're wearing it up or down taped up to their belly <laughs> whether it's taped into their belly button <laughs> whether it's sutured to their butthole so it's so it makes it harder to clean consideration <laughs> if you're wearing a leotard and wear oh, your dick up or down yeah 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 totally totally if you have it tucked into a very furry sock puppet that's created some problems <laughs> okay um but yeah so some people are just genuinely or generally more cleanly than others Um, and so I've had certain situations where I've hooked up with people sometimes once only (laughs) because it's such an issue (laughs) or sometimes, uh, you know, it's slightly more ongoing, but I would like to, I wish I was the type of person that was just like, whatever you got, cool, great. Doesn't affect me. There is definitely a threshold where there are tastes and smells where I'm like, okay, this isn't my favorite thing in the world. Um, what? is a kind or maybe even sexy way to discuss genital hygiene and how can you bring it up 
you know, or what, what are tips for handling it in the moment when you discover like, okay, maybe with a new partner, you like take their pants off and you're like, <sighs> or like, you know, in an ongoing relationship, how do you deal with that? Yeah, the is probably a bad start to the topic. Um, but this just came to me. I think what you could do is like grab them by the back of their neck and say, have you been sweating? And then drag them to the bathroom sink and give like a, a soapy hand job and be like, I got to get this dick all clean because you've been sweating on it. It doesn't belong anywhere near any of my orifices. Wow. If there's somebody who's into that kind of like being um, bossed around. Yeah, it's not really. I guess maybe it's degradation. Being treated like a horse. Being treated like a horse. Yeah, I I think I would respond well to this. So I imagine there are others like me. I can't be the only one in the world. Um, I don't know if it's your demo or not, but um, (laughs) you could certainly do. That's like a risk, and just to see somebody taking like a confident (laughs) risk, putting themselves out there on a limb. In a sexual experience, I think generally is is like cool and appreciated by guys that, oh, this person's being an active participant um, rather than just <laughs> so like active, quietly going along okay. with things. OK, um, then. OK, that that is a risk, though. And I recognize that somebody could be totally not into that and that could ruin the encounter for them or just like then they they no longer want to um, continue that that hookup. Um so you could talk about this, I think, starting by asking them if they have any uh, feedback for you. If there's anything that you could do to make um, their sexual experience better or easier or um, less complicated um, mm-hmm. than just showing your willingness. They probably won't have something offhand, but maybe they do. Uh, maybe that's they've been waiting like like you have for an opportunity to get something off their chest. Um, yeah. So opening with that will probably lead to them saying, no, uh, do you have anything? <laughs> oh, my and God. It's funny you, you should ask. <laughs> Your dick smells. <laughs> be like, yeah. Um, I think making it starting with a situational uh, like don't blame it on their innate personhood being gross. But like sure. after you wear the this certain um, type of tight, unbreathable pants, um, I notice that there's like more of a a buildup and um, the odor can be distracting. Um, mm. I think if you say something like distracting, that's better distracting. than disgusting. It starts yes. the same way. They might still get the impression, <laughs> but you didn't actually like make them feel like they are a dirty, uh, gross. Unlovable and human. Think, yeah. Yeah. You're probably going to have fewer guys that are self-conscious about this. Like it's okay to be stinky. As as a guy, um, in my mind, I, I I've gotten more comfortable with the idea of like, yeah, sometimes I have a funk about me, and like that's a that's kind of a power move to be smelly. Yeah, um, I like a funk in general, but I like a a guy who just stinks all over, but the penis is very clean, suspiciously clean. Is a perfume shop? <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, like I definitely like I like a musk. I mean, if I like the person's musk, that's not always mm-hmm. a given. But, um, yeah, I still, yeah, I still like to have, you know, because I like that's the th- you're right about it being distracting. That's really the thing. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want to be taken out of the moment of like me being excited to put your dick in my mouth to think about like, ew, I'm using my mouth to wash your dick. You know? Sure, sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I think it it might be a different conversation if it's poop like because then oh. it's it's coming from the back end. Some people don't watch wash their crack all that well, and there can be residue of some sort that congeals and forms a colony oh, of, no. of growth. Oh no! <laughs> An empire of stink. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry for anyone who has a poop dick syndrome. <laughs> then it's not the dick; it's just just the whole uh, downstairs area, the whole folds. It's like go back to preschool, learn how to wipe and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. be your mom in that department. I don't want to be your mom in any department if I'm sucking your dick. I guess I'm not your mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could just ask to shower before you guys hook up or just or shower yeah. together make that a sexy thing yeah and uh, be like let me scrub your ass crack to get all that funk <laughs> out of there you know what really turns me on <laughs> scrubbing yeah. your ass raw <laughs> or do some type of mirroring exercise where you each start with your right hand on each see other's how cheek I'm a, and then see slowly, how i'm washing my asshole <laughs> yeah well you slowly work and then they're also scrubbing your crack no, I mean your hand on his body, his hand on your body, and oh. you like, okay, now mirror me. You do something, I do something. Um, that could be a fun game <laughs> yeah. where one of the things you do is wash his butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> Vigorously. <laughs> yes. Wow, I think I have a lot of ideas now. Thank you. <laughs> Good. That was more and than I bargained like, for. In a if great it's way. if it's not a um, if it's not a cleanliness related smell, if it's just a mm. that person's yeah. personal brand whatever that yeah their personal <laughs> brand maybe that's just hey that's like another way of somebody just not being hot to you just yeah. not being compatible chemically yeah now you're so right you're so right smell yeah. is very important to me mm-hmm. it has to be there mm-hmm. <sighs> it'd be a lonely world and i'd feel lost in dating if i lost my sense of smell really i think so interesting I think it might be helpful because then you're like, don't. For me, it's like then I don't have as many qualifications. Then I can suck all the stinky dicks I want. I see. Yeah, I think you'd if you didn't have a sense of smell, you'd get sick more often. You'd you mm. don't you wouldn't have information that something is poisonous or toxic to you that you do currently. You'd just be eating things that you don't know are bad. Mm. It'd be dangerous. It would cause problems outside of the romance department. Yeah, but it would there too. You'd end up with people that your kids are going to be all deformed and shit because you didn't smell a bad gene in them. Should have sniffed that out properly. (laughs) Should have sniffed it, (laughs) yeah. What all these genetic testing companies are basically doing is just outsourcing the sniff job that we should be giving to each other to determine our compatibility. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could learn Good. a thing or two about the way animals approach each other. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That'd be an overhaul, but maybe natural. Yeah, I mean, you I, would leave oh, something. I would just love to right. do the experiment of the kids that, just the unraised kids that we put in a white room and see what they do. Just oh there's enough God. food around, but like, unraised. How, do they stop <laughs> sniffing? I guess they do all kinds of. Yeah, the unraised kids that just, like, how much do they sniff each other's buttholes? How much do they, like, breathe on each other? Like, do they, what do their relationships look anything like ours? Mm. Probably. Mm. Interesting. Anyway. I've, I've wondered, like, would 
yeah, I've I've, I've wondered and then subsequently very quickly unwondered because the answer became obvious to me. Um, what? <laughs> like how if we had to like relearn sex or if sex wasn't taught to us, like would mm-hmm. we figure it out? But I think it's like, yes, pretty quickly because your biological drive is like, give me that dick yeah. or like, give me that pussy. Like right. I, we know what we want to do. Right. We know what our bodies are telling us generally, although we're pretty, we're getting pretty disconnected from our bodies and that does scare me. Yeah. I wonder if there will be a a point where we would be able to forget it. Mm. Mm. What to do sexually. Who knows? So maybe some people are already there. Maybe some people are already there. I'm not positing that that's what asexuality is. But maybe there are some people that that's their path to that um, identity. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, though, because you would always be able to, like, touch yourself. Like, you know, it's a very distinct, like, childhood developmental, not Mm -hmm. phase is not the right word, because I don't know when, I don't know if it really ends, but, like, of exploring your own genitals. So, and your own, you know, your own sexuality. So I feel like that play would happen do you have a blueprint in your head for other people's Mm. bodies and different bodies if you're heterosexual like i watched the first 15 minutes of wonder woman last night all those women are just on an island of all women i don't think they really have depictions of men Mm. so like do they are they all lesbians by just their conditioning (laughs) like their exposure that Mm. there's no real options so interesting yeah, I mean, I guess if that was, if they were like, okay, the only human being, other human being that I can get sexual gratification from is another woman, you mm-hmm. maybe you just, that's, you're like, okay, sweet. Because you're not, you don't think anything's missing from that. Sure. Certainly doesn't have to be. Um, but maybe you would figure out by like, if you were masturbating and you were like, using something to create the kind of stimulation that you wanted. Maybe you would figure out that there was some kind a of hairbrush human handle. counterpart. And then you see a person with a hairbrush handle looking thing swinging <laughs> between their the, legs, between their legs and the light bulb <laughs> goes off like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you'd probably have to see it hard or else it would be like, what would I do with that? Like smush yeah, against this, it. <laughs> this would be tougher for guys. Cause Say you're using, I don't know, a soggy cardboard toilet paper roll uh, oh. interior. And what? <laughs> and, Wait a minute. Uh, Why is it soggy? I mean, I guess would it have to be? It couldn't just be dry. Um, <laughs> why is it soggy? Uh, because you've been sweating profusely in your excitement about it or oh. because you ran it in the sink or, um, you know, it's in the bathroom. So there's sources of water. Maybe it's after a shower <laughs> and it's a hot shower and you've fogged up the room. So it's a little soggy from that. Gotcha, 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 the moisture gotcha, in the air. Yeah. Um, or you just discovered that that feels better. Yeah, maybe. You know, um, I think we should get to a question from yeah, one of our beloved yeah. listeners. Let's do that. Because we've Let's got three get, questions get, that aren't get just... at least one of those. Yeah, in. at least one of those. <laughs> sure. <laughs> as much as we want to theorize about, like, if humans in a vacuum discovering sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so our first cool. question... If you discovered your sexuality in a vacuum, you would like they would no one would give you enough suction to match that from then on. I'm so glad I didn't discover sexuality that way. Oh, good job. Great. That was really good. That was really good. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. All right. So 
This one comes to us from 60 Wine. Why mm. the fuck is 69 considered uncool? It's the best, but everyone laughs and is like, what is this, high school? Um, I just think it's weird that it's hugely culturally relevant and people make jokes about it all the time, but no one does it. I'm intrigued by the thought that sexual positions go out of style or have fats. So, hmm. yeah, I guess they're wondering, um, why is 69 considered uncool and maybe how to discuss it in a sexual situation that's more positive or how to maybe encourage people to see it differently, I guess. Do you think 69 is uncool, Rob? I don't think that it's uncool. Um, I mean, what's uncool sexually? Good question. Hand jobs definitely are uncool sexually. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe I'm a, I'm a hipster, a sexual hipster of sorts. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to expand people's ideas on hand jobs and anything that has a bad rep. I'm like, there's a place for that too. Totally. Um, no, I think like, it's funny because like people used to really talk shit on hand jobs when we were coming out of like the phase where we did them exclusively. And then now it's like, well, no, don't give, you know, don't talk bad about hand jobs. They're foundational in a way. Right. I, I think that they're, they're shit talked about because like they're, uh, they're seen as a step on the, if it's like not going all the way, right. Not, um, having the further steps, the oral or vaginal penetration be available. And I think, um, one, it's fun to go through the steps slowly and like, do a little bit more each time you interact with somebody um, and have that like lingering question, kind of like a cliffhanger of, Oh, what's the next time going to be like? Um, and two, once you have stepped on those stones and like gone past it, it can be fun to return to like just a hand job or um, a piece of a hand job someplace that you <laughs> wouldn't be able to have full on sex, like on an airplane with a blanket or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, I think also like with yeah. when I'm using my hands, I have a lot more dexterity. Obviously, I could I can't do the things mm -hmm. I can do with my hands inside of my vagina. <laughs> you can't like sure. do different grips and like motions, you know, t t focusing on Tickle. the tip versus the shaft. Yeah. Right. Pinch and cross your fingers and yeah, yeah all of that. Yeah. But anyway, but let's go back to 69. About, yeah. Let's <laughs> yes. Why is it uncool? Um, I think people have, the, uh, one, um, it's people's noses are often behind or below the genitals. So like closer mm. to the butthole. So maybe people have that, that poopy, I don't want my poopy in their nose and then they know what I'm really about. Um, <laughs> a fear of being smelled. <laughs> right <laughs> you know how people are always saying that fem the feminine just wants to be seen yeah well <laughs> what if they got it wrong and really the feminine just wants to be smelled i think that's that's, that's, really the, that's the third lesser known gender this feminine. <laughs> <laughs> this feminine i just want someone who i feel like really smells me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I'm really into okay, nasal. So. <laughs> <laughs> nasal sex, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh my god, um, have you ever used Flonase in the bedroom? <laughs> I have not. Never. No, I mean obviously. I mean, I guess me going neither. to sleep, kind of cold, but but not like in a in the bedroom like that, like you're saying. 
I was just trying to uh, like think of a kink that would be in the Smemonin perspective. Okay, and then the other big thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, is uncool about I think makes it uncool is people's um inability to perform while being performed on the, yes. the idea of like you're overwhelmed by pleasure and you lose all your mouth is just submitting to the moans that must escape it rather than like performing some type of a tongue flick or or that kind of like wide whistle face that women do when there's a dick in their mouth <laughs> or men wait too. a minute wait men a minute too. wait a minute wait a minute it's like a big minute. whistle like if you had more air you'd be whistling a wide you know, like whistle whistle, face. whistle but then however much larger than the whistle hole is needs to be like expanded to that and that's kind of what we're talking about right i see i see what you're saying i see i see jaws separated lips closer together like it's the circumference that's bigger it's not like it's wide as in like flat and splayed out yeah yeah um like an open kiss i got you i got you a tall whistle okay um both wider and longer whistle whatever you yeah, no. Deep whistle. I so yeah, I actually I don't think 69 is like uncool, but I definitely think that because it is you because it is such a culturally relevant thing and it is used so often in jest, it's kind of like absorbed some of that maybe like dorkiness or like mm-hmm. oh, this is only a joke kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. I have both enjoyed and not enjoyed 69. Like I think there is something fun about the like trying to get trying to get your partner to be so excited or turned on that that they can't perform properly or vice versa mm-hmm. is fun. You're like yeah. winning the tug of war in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And passing it back and forth could be fun. Again, right. it's like that tennis thing. But I think that like what I don't like about it generally as an experience and I prefer like you know, this a hundred percent giving or a hundred percent receiving is because like, I, I think it avoids intimacy. Asynchronous in fellation. Asynchronous fellation. Yes. The reason I prefer asynchronous fellation <laughs> is because I really like to be giving a blowjob and like also like being completely in control, like having it basically as this like joystick of pleasure and mm-hmm. looking at them and knowing how much, they're enjoying it and seeing how different things that I do affect them like that. That to me is like the whole stage of that sexual act. And I love like every part of that. And I love like giving a hundred percent and letting them surrender a hundred percent and vice versa. And that's, that's not really possible within the 69 configuration. So I kind of agree that like there is just like too much going on for it to really be the most sexually satisfying or pleasurable activity um but i think that there's definitely merit i wouldn't cross it off my repertoire entirely but i'm never gonna well i don't know if i I was about to say i'm never gonna request 69 but i don't i don't know if that's so totally true i think it's a great transition position then Mm. that you can um if you want to switch from one person to the other before uh ending a sexual yeah. experience you can use a 69 it's kind of like all right you're doing this to me now i'm gonna start doing this to you while you're doing this to yeah. me and then we're gonna switch to just me doing this to you transition position mm-hmm. i love it thanks any other thoughts on 69 before we go to the next question i have a feeling it'll be about 69 too so <laughs> no <laughs> okay nothing that i need to 
jam into the slot. <laughs> into your wide whistle hole. <laughs> um, okay. This one comes to us from Barbara Bites. My boyfriend sometimes okay. complains that my teeth scrape his penis when I blow him. Mm. Are there any techniques you could share to help me keep my teeth off his cock? Signed, Barbara Bites. Hmm. Okay, well, this just came to me now, um, thinking about the 69 position and how that's kind of an inverted where, like, the uh, two front teeth, the upper bite is Mm -hmm. on the underside of the penis and the underbite Mm. is on the over... Yes. uh, The dorsal side. But the the philosophy of the 69 influence and inspire your answer. (laughs) Maybe it's better to approach from the side, um, Mm. especially if it's a, a curved penis that curves on the the um central axis of the body the like up down <laughs> axis this kind is, of curvature yeah straight it's hard for me to this is figure a out math. the technical words to, but it's not a base level not math like that needs a to happen left or a righty of a dick that's that's sure. a, a hooker a an slice in golf terms yeah yeah if it's more of an uppy or a downy which i think is more common i don't know um then maybe going at it from the side means that whichever way it, it bends is less likely to uh come in contact with teeth because you got cheek in that area instead of the crown of the jaw or the undercrown. Yeah. Now that you say that, I think I've actually inadvertently made that adjustment to accommodate that exact thing. Mm-hmm. I think I've come at it from the side. Um, yeah, no, that's a great suggestion. I think so <laughs> just full Some transparency. people are just teethier than other people. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> We could talk about teethy what's people. Full, what's fully transparent? <laughs> I was going to say, to be fully transparent in preparing to answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob was saying, like, I feel like you're going to have to take this on because, you know, this is going to be your area of expertise. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, you're probably right. But in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, no, you're going to have to say because I don't know if I don't know experientially how teethy my blowjobs have been. So I can't even right. be like, oh, this is all the best advice in the world. Maybe I have teethy blowjobs. I don't know. Never gotten that feedback. But um, so I had to in order to really like make sure I had things to say, I took out my new dildo, which is very realistic penis like and just did, did a little test drive to make sure that I was saying the right thing. Um, so the thought that I had in terms of just like physically how to do this is being mindful of your mouth being a narrower all the way around 360 degrees passageway mm-hmm. than your teeth create. So you, you always have to kind of hold like a tension, like Rob was saying earlier, the like whistle, the whistle mouth, the large whistle mouth, (laughs) like kind of just gripping the penis with your lips all the way around, creating a 360 degree cushion around it. And yes, of course, sometimes you're still going to like buck up against something in the moment and like maybe your teeth accidentally kind of scrape. Um, but if you are putting in the work mindfully that's about you know maintaining that certain type of grip the other thing you can do is not have the entirety of the blowjob happening in your mouth so like mm. using your hand to it's cover like, of most it, of the shaft <laughs> the part that's in the mouth is, is definitely like <laughs> a feature a, a highlight of yeah. the blowjob receiving experience that's why you buy the ticket it. yeah yeah. Um, You'd be disappointed if it was all licks and kisses. 
<laughs> it was entirely handled that way. Sure. I guess my what I'm saying is like if you especially if you're trying to uh really establish a quick and like uh a steady pattern where you're like mm-hmm. okay, I'm maybe I'm getting this person to orgasm like and you're like okay, I need to just be like da 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 da, you know, like you, whatever your rhythm is <laughs> um mm-hmm. if you if you're not taking it all the way into your mouth like it just creates a buffer zone where you're 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 able to be a little bit you could breathe a little better <laughs> first of all um you just have a little separation um and can think about things a little bit more a little more reflective distance you can be like what am i really doing here what am i doing with my life are my teeth on this guy's dick or not? <laughs> Having the hand in there just gives you just a little bit of extra like mental and physical leeway. Um, yeah. And, like, cause I think sometimes maybe you're, maybe you're getting in there with your teeth cause you're just kind of overwhelmed with the situation or like approaching it with a like vigorousness that I think is great. Like, I think everyone wants that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You want like, you want someone who's like enthused and like immersed in the experience. Depends on the moment leading mm. up to it. I mean, similar to penetration. Sometimes it's nice slow. Sometimes it's mm. nice, like, you know, violent and like you're wrestling or something. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So so maybe, like, uh, I think it's important to try as you're going through. It's like a practice. It's a practice. It's totally mindfulness. It's totally, this is your avenue. If you have not been able to figure out how to meditate, boy, have I got a great meditation for you. (laughs) While you have a dick in your mouth, focus on every part of your mouth and how it feels for that dick as it's in your mouth and try to minimize collisions of teeth and dick. Great. Yeah. You could, one thought that just finally came to me was uh, putting like a gum on your teeth Ooh. and really conforming it to the shape of your teeth or maybe even a mouth guard from like a football <laughs> helmet or if you're a martial artist. I don't know. Something you could try as a tooth covering that it might be slipperier and less scrapey than teeth. Mm. Um, I'm I'm reaching towards the end of the podcast though and I want to have time to do one more so i think we should move on to the final question okay the final question comes to us from dario with two a's okay dario asks when communicating to let your partner know if they're doing it right which works better verbal or nonverbal? Mm. um assuming that they're a hearing person uh i would i <laughs> will just it's a consideration you know um, yes. And that you speak the same language, um, yes. Because those those are required for verbal, I think. To <laughs> I think a, a nonverbal but audible, like um, a, a musical communication, is my preference. Oh, okay. Like you just did. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't have to speak English to understand that that was do- surprise and delight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it would be a great if I was giving you oral sex. You went, oh, <laughs> that'd be great. I'd get it. <laughs> What would that mean? Uh, wow, I thought you were going to suck and you're great. You're doing a good job. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like wh- okay, well let me ask you like what what do you what kind of communication do you like to get versus what kind of communication do you like to give? Mm. I like I like facial expression communication. Um, mm. 
that's really good. Uh, suddenly the eyes going wide and, and looking at me. Um, or squinting and making that ooh face like, mm-hmm. like you're whistling again. Um, really just a change in face of like from, from where it was, not just like a sleeping looking face. Mm. Um, uh, bodily wiggling, kind of like uh, uh, dancing or writhing, any kind of um, knees shaking or, or toe curling, um, gripping on sheets or squeezing, like uh, gripping my skin. Um, that's all good feedback. Um, I like repeated phrases too. I like uh, verbal just like that, just like that. Like, yeah, you're doing it. You're really doing a great job. You're really, oh, don't stop that. Um, exactly like that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I've had a tough time with that because Why? sometimes I'll be like, yeah, just like that. Or like, I like that. And then they'll be like excited by that feedback or that's my assumption. And then they'll do mm-hmm. start doing my it like faster. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> that's not what i meant (laughs) right i wasn't saying i really like what you're doing so please change it immediately (laughs) (laughs) right i've heard that (laughs) um but yeah it's it's hard i've had a tough time with this one because i always try to start very subtly like with Uh non-verbals generally like yeah making a little noise like a uh like well that wasn't a good noise (laughs) that If I'm making that noise, like, that's just, yeah, I don't want to be uh, surprised. I don't uh, want to be. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? Is that what you want to, oh, is that what you want to lead with? Is that where you're going to put your tongue? Let me try again. <laughs> Let's give you another shot. Um, Take two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back it up, back it up. Come back in. Come back in with purpose. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Go outside, walk around the block. <laughs> Now, Try this again. Now do it like you're on a sales call. <laughs> As if you've had two drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, do it like you're trying to get off the phone. <laughs> um, this is a question specifically about positive feedback. About giving. No, it's not. No. It's just, it's, I don't think when communicating to oh, let okay. your partner know well, if they're doing it right. I, I guess may, uh, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, that they're doing it right is what i'm hearing but it could be if they're doing it right includes like if they're doing it wrong yeah i think Um, i would say i think it's both yeah specificity is necessary for the corrective feedback so then verbal and uh for for just encouragement of continuing with exactly what's happening non-verbal is Mm. as or or even more effective yeah because like what i've tried to do in the past which i haven't found that effective and i do think it is more based on the person because yeah, so I, that's one element that I, I wanted to make sure to say is like it depends on that partner. It depends mm-hmm. what kind of communication they are attuned to. So I, I've had a lot of times in the past where I've tried to give really subtle nonverbal cues, like um, you know where I put put my hips, how I'm kind of moving them. If I'm moving towards towards them, I'm like into it or I'm moving away. Although sometimes I just try to move because I try to like get them in the right place. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's probably confusing. Um, or sometimes I will uh, touch their hand or their head and try to um, adjust my pace or pressure or motion based on how I want them to do what they're doing. That rarely yeah. fucking works. 
I think it's, I always think, wow, this is so brilliant and subtle, but it's way too subtle (laughs) for many people. If they're not, if they're not used to perceiving that way, if that's not part of their perceptual field while they're going down on you. And especially with men, they are, um, very like singularly focused often. So Mm -hmm. they're like, this is the task I'm doing. I'm going down on you. I'm not paying attention to how you're touching my shoulder right now. Um, right. So I think that for a woman talking to a man, especially if you're a woman who's sensitive about like, oh, I don't want to piss them off or I don't want to offend anyone or whatever. um, Most men just want to know what is going to make you turned on. So Mm -hmm. that's a program that we as women have to actively work to tear down unfortunately to convince ourselves like they want to know what actually turns me on they don't want me to just sit there and pretend um so in that if case your man i think just just uh show or demonstrate what you like rather than dwelling on what he's doing wrong um like demonstrate with your tongue or your fingers like oh do it like this i'd really like that is yeah. probably more effective to somebody who's insecure about receiving criticism or, or corrective feedback right. Right. Uh, not like, focusing. Not like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Maybe like making a request like, ooh, could you do it this way? Or it would really turn me on if you did this. So it's not inherently a criticism of what they were doing, but it's more mm-hmm. like, ooh, ooh, I had a crazy idea. Why don't you try it like this? <laughs> That's not you like I... what? <laughs> might be fun yeah it's not like i've been sitting here for 15 minutes absorbing this and considering how to say this i have i've done that um yeah so i think that like such a big part of this type of communication too is just starting that rapport outside of the bedroom too of Mm -hmm. establishing that you guys talk about not only what are things you like and don't like but how the communication will unfold during sex if it's going in either direction if it's too sensitive or you have hangups about that specific conversation, start with uh, asking them to scratch your back and then just finding the right spot and uh, pressure and mm. like pacing of that or, you know, give you a, a head rub or something like that where it's not maybe there's less ego wrapped up in their ability to do that thing, which could just be more specific to you and not like a reflection on their you know relative experience to you as a sexual partner or their value in the bedroom or like yeah. your you know, trying to keep you interested. Rob, I, that's a yeah. really fucking good answer. Thank you. Like I could really see that working so well because then it also lets you tune into that person's signals again, like you said, mm-hmm. in a neutral playing field of like, Oh, when something feels good to them, they close their eyes and tilt their head back. Someone else mm-hmm. might be distancing themselves from you. If they're tilting their head back, you don't know, like you have to know what is pleasurable to someone. And if you start in an arena, that's less, contentious or yeah uh tied up in someone's ego you can really just listen for cues yeah that's amazing the back scratch the back scratch even a hand rub hand rubs are underrated totally touching anything touching touching is great guys Mm -hmm. touching is great oral sex is great touching is really great if you don't want to have oral sex with somebody you can suggest a foot rub instead as a as something that you're excited to do. I don't want to put well, your dick is... in my mouth, but I would like to suck on your big toe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something I saw at Burning Man as a 
start consent as a conversation of what mm. could we both do? What, what could we agree upon that would be fun rather than a binary of like, are we going to go all the way or not? Or do or just not talk to each other anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I do have to wrap things up here. Totally to, good. Uh, be at my next commitment on time. You know, I love your punctua- punctuality. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My said punctuation's punctu- pretty Chanel. good too. Yeah, your, punctu- your punctuation is excellent. Exclamation point. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that wraps this one up. I hope that it you does. guys enjoyed hearing us talk about dicks and oh, they love mouths it. and <laughs> I'm sh- poopy stuff for an hour. <laughs> this is exactly what. Yeah. Exactly what they needed. Hey, yeah. just one last butthole fact I came across yesterday. Please. Apparently, one in five thousand births is to a baby without a butthole born with no butthole and they have to pop the butt with a little needle or stab just make the make a butthole artificially thought you'd find that interesting my mouth is agape right now (laughs) (laughs) much unlike the babies born with closed buttholes whoa that's crazy yeah wow now i'm just thinking about like little baby buttholes being like like just opened right up just like I know. I'm I never know. gonna get that like visual out of Taking my... a needle to a balloon, <laughs> <laughs> baby just deflates, <laughs> flies around the room and shit, <laughs> making a farting wow. sound. That's an amazing one to leave the people with. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, thank yeah. you for that beautiful, beautiful piece of data. You're welcome. Yeah. Hope everyone has sweet dreams. I'll be talking to you soon, Morgan. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.